resurrection assembly of God. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. The 21st of March, 2021. Leviticus 25, verses 35 through 42. Matthew chapter 6, verses 7 through 15. And Romans 13, 8 through 10. A debt of love. So church, last week we talked about letting our love be genuine. Uh, that was in Romans chapter 12. Today, we're going to take a look at the next chapter, chapter 13, to continue talking about love. I forgot to pull it up here, but I'm going to do that. Um, why are we talking about love? Well, if you don't know yet, I think all of you in this room do, um, but if you don't know, it's because you haven't been hanging out with us enough in the last uh, number of weeks, right? Um, we are in our 40-day fast, and so we're talking about that. Today, uh, uh, we're talking about love because uh, the fast that is acceptable to God, according to the prophet Isaiah, is to love your neighbor as yourself. Basically, he was like, listen, you can not eat all you want, but that doesn't mean that God is happy about it. Um, God is happy when you fast, but only when you fast out of love for him and for your neighbor. And uh, that is a word for us, huh? So we're talking about love today, and today I want to talk about the debt of love. So let me read a passage from Romans chapter 13. Verses 8 through 10. Romans 8, excuse me, 13 verses 8 through 10. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves one another has fulfilled the law for the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. So the passage begins with the phrase, Owe no one anything. Good morning, Sister Fraley. Uh, Owe no one anything. The reason the book of Romans in the Bible says this is because the Bible as a whole is of the opinion that debt is bad. And Pastor Abby and I um, have done our best to repeat this as often as the Bible talks about us. If you go back to the Old Testament, we read it today. Emily read it for us. God told his people that one of the laws they needed to implement is the law of debt forgiveness. It was called Jubilee. After a certain number of years, debts just needed to be canceled because debts are bad. Why are debts bad? Because debt gives birth to more debt. And after a couple of generations, or honestly, a lot sooner than that in general, debt is just slavery. If your debt never gets paid off, it keeps getting bigger and bigger with interest and the interest compounds. And then your debt will mean that your kids are in debt because debt always sinks its fingers into the next generation. And eventually we're all just slaves to debt working long hours, not to buy food, not to buy clothing, not to buy housing, but just to pay a bill that is a bill for no product, no service, no item. It's just a payment as penance for what, it, uh, for what is evidently the unforgivable sin of missing a payment. At that point, it's not payment anymore. It's just tribute. It's slavery. When we're all in slavery, then God has to send another Moses to liberate his people. Or I should say, God has sent another Moses and his name was Jesus. 
And in Jesus, every year is the year of Jubilee. Remember how I talked about the woman with the debts and her son, uh, sons getting sold into slavery you know, a few weeks ago with the jars of oil? She couldn't pay her bills, which meant, again, her, her, uh, her sons would end up working for a master for the rest of their lives. And we deceive ourselves if, it's, if we think it is much different nowadays, even in this uh, post-emancipation proclamation country of ours. Jesus himself talks about how debt is bad. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, again, this is the other passage we read this morning, Matthew chapter 7. One of the versions of the Lord's Prayer, like we say here every Sunday, doesn't just doesn't say forgive us our sins. It says forgive us our debts, even as we forgive our debtors. You know, when you're teaching poor people to pray, they're not going to miss that you're talking not just about the wrongs they've committed against their neighbor, but about the financial problems they have in their lives. Debt enslaves us. And sin is debt. Like I said, in Jesus, every year is the year of Jubilee. So coming back to Romans. Paul again says, owe no one anything. And he says this because debt is bad. He says this right after he's been talking about paying your taxes. We didn't read that part, but it's there in Romans chapter 13. He says, pay your taxes so you don't owe the government. He says, if you owe someone money, do everything you can to pay it off right away. Because not paying what you owe can put you into slavery. And Paul wants freedom for the church of Jesus Christ. But it isn't just money either. He also says, pay honor to whom honor is due and respect to whom respect is due. And I pray that we will show honor and respect to Pastor Armel in the second service today and so fulfill the scriptures. Whatever you owe someone is the point. Pay it and don't owe anyone anything. Except, except the Bible says, owe no one anything except to love each other. You see, debt is bad, except when it is a debt of love. Think about that. The Bible says that all debt is bad except one kind of debt, the debt of love. So, resurrection assembly of God. Let us owe one another a debt of love. Let's love one another like we can never pay it off. And that's a good thing. We could say, let's be slaves to love. See, just like the debt of love is, is the one kind of debt the Bible supports, a slavery of love is the only kind of slavery the Bible supports. Because when we are all enslaved to love one another, there are no hierarchical relationships. In a slavery of love, there is no slave master. There's no one obligating you even though you're obligated. There's no debt collector for the debt of love knocking on your door or lighting up your phone or sending you 10,000 threatening text messages. We're all just paying one another love and we can keep owing it to each other. We might be able to say that Christ is the slave master who demands the debt of love to be repaid. The Bible, after all, does say we are slaves to Christ, but even Christ does not treat us like a slave master. No, Jesus is the one who, out of love, does not become our slave master, 
but becomes a slave with us through the Virgin Mary. He loved us first, and he loves us last. His love never ends. His covenant with us is love, in which he has promised us that he will always act as if he himself. God has promised that he will always act as if he owes us a debt of love. God owes us, not really, but yes. Not because God was obligated, but because God so loved that he loves. God has promised to love, so he does. So, owe no one anything except to love one another. Let's do that. But let me just explore why here before I close. Why must we owe each other a debt of love? I've already given some reasons that have been plain so far in this sermon, but if for no other reason, we could say, wouldn't the church and the world just be a much better place if we all owed each other a debt of love? Let me remind you of what, the, of what Romans is getting at here in this passage, though. The reason we should owe a debt of love is because love is the fulfilling of the whole law. Paul says, the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. In other words, don't cheat on your husband or wife. You shall not murder. In other words, don't kill people. You shall not steal. Don't take what's not yours. You shall not covet. Don't even think about taking what's not yours. You shall not, you shall not, you shall not, you shall not. Paul is here talking about the Ten Commandments. All of the you shall nots. But they're all summed up in one you shall. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love, he says, does no wrong to the neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of law. If you owe no one anything but owe them love, then you have done everything God has asked of us. Not only that, but you join God in what he's already doing for your neighbor anyway. Owe no one anything except, except a debt of love. I think this is a really important word for us living in a Western society. Because though we live in a society where the whole economy is just about based on debt and debt management, and by that I mean you can't buy a house, a car, you can't start a business, you can't run a farm without going into debt. And most people seem to think that's okay. I don't really think it's okay, but this is the world we live in. But most people, they can't even imagine an alternative anymore. Here's the kicker, though, that even though we live in a society that runs on debt, and everyone seems to think this is the only way things can be, we also have this kind of unstated agreement that debt is bad, and if you have it, you're a bad person. Because the, because the ideal life is where you're not obligated to anyone, ever. And like I've said, in one way, the church and the scriptures agree. Don't be a slave. Pay what you owe. But we also live in a society that has taken it to an extreme. We live in a society that says it's bad to owe your parents anything. We live in a society that says having children is a problem because then you're obligated to all of your little mini-me's. We live in a society that says talk to your neighbors less. Don't live life with other people because inevitably you start feeling like you owe them a loving relationship. And getting tied down like that can damage your, I don't know, income ability. 
You can't take a promotion in Dallas if the kids and parents and everyone you love lives in Iowa City or the surrounding area. Now, I'm not throwing shade at people who have to move to stay afloat financially, and I realized that I said Dallas and it was a random example and I wasn't criticizing Pio for going down there all the time. I literally just pulled the city out of my brain. <laughs> but what I am saying is, is it is a tragedy, and Bio's family lives in Dallas, which is why he goes down there, so it's a good thing. He sh you're showing love to your parents, man. I support that. <laughs> what I am saying, though, is it is a tragedy that sometimes we have to choose between a job and loving our neighbors like we want to. And we live in a society that increasingly thinks it's a problem to owe anyone a debt of love. I remember as a kid hearing my elder men joking that about their wives as being a ball and chain. It was a joke, but jokes oftentimes have an element of honesty in them, which makes them funny, right? But if loving your wife can refer to as imprisonment or slavery, how much more does the patriarch, or for that matter, all of society think that being obligated to love someone is a limitation on freedom? We disagree. We live in a world where the obligation of love is seen as evil, but the church disagrees. We owe each other love unending, and in that is freedom. And we can be honest about and celebrate this one debt of love. You know, why, why is Pastor Armel coming in second service today? Was he obligated to? Is he obligated to? Well, I mean, yes and no. Armel owes us nothing. Voice of Christ Church owes us nothing. They owe us no money. They owe us no object. They owe us nothing at all. Pastor Armel, though, is coming today because he loves us. He feels a debt of love that needs to be paid, and we should do the same. Voice of Christ Church may be moving out of our building, but we still owe them a debt of love and we shall continue to pray with them and believe with them that though we don't want to owe anyone any money debts in the present age in the kingdom of God, we will all owe each other everything forever. We will hold all things common. We will hold each other in a common love. And so, in conclusion, we witness to that now. We're going to approach the communion table. Bio, you can come on back up if that's all right. Like I've already said, Jesus shows us a debt of love. That means that this is our jubilee meal. This is our love meal. It is our debt of love meal. So let us eat it together and so hold one another in the love of Christ. Amen.